Hello and welcome to the MBA Talk podcast. I'm your host Andres and I work for OPNIS, an institute that fosters social and economic development through the promotion of the best management methodologies. You can be the CEO of a company if you build it, but what if you buy it? In this episode, we are joined by Manuel de Betecourt. Manuel is an ESE graduate from 2018. Manuel is an entrepreneur with a very curious model, entrepreneurship through acquisition. Keep listening to understand how Manuel creates a pool of investment funds, buys established companies, and runs them instead of building them from scratch. Hello, Manuel. Good morning. Where are you located today? Where are you from? And how do you present yourself? Okay. So I located in Seville, in Spain, and I'm actually from here. I mean, I've, I've been living in, in different places. I studied the MBA in, in Barcelona, but I decided to, to come back here to start this business that, that we will talk about. No? Right. We had some uh, difficulties setting up the, the date for the interview. Can you tell me what happened this, this week? Briefly, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm really sorry for that, but I'm finishing the fundraising of this this business that I'm doing. It's a search fund, so I have a lot of meetings. Things are changing, uh, and as we will be signing the fundraising next week, uh, I need to coordinate with all the investors, the papers, the powers of attorney, and all those things. And that's why I I I'm really sorry for that, but I needed to postpone this this call. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> So you are fundraising, so you are uh, looking for money. Exactly. If you can explain briefly what's your job. Yes, what I'm doing, I when I finished the MBA, I, uh, I decided to start a search fund. A search fund is a different kind of entrepreneurship. Is for those, I mean, just to no, to, to start developing that, is uh, entrepreneurship through acquisition. So, so my plan during the next years will be some investors have given me some some money, uh, and also they will give me their time to search for a company that we will acquire and manage during no uh, during the long the long term. No, it's, as I said, it's a different kind of entrepreneurship, and it's for those who do not feel the urge or they don't find the excitement in the in the fact that you build something from zero but in managing your company no? do you know if there is any uh, resource or book or a podcast you can recommend yes actually uh, there is this is a model that is starting in in europe uh, i mean it started uh, some years ago but now is is when it's growing and there are a lot of uh, sources uh, from america there's actually a couple of websites, search funders. You can also find a lot of information in the ESA website as they are kind of pushing up this in Europe. And also in, in the Stanford website, they also have a lot of sources, about, a lot of information about that. I would say the two universities that are pushing this is Stanford in the US, ESA in Europe. And then uh, in, you will find a lot of sources if you search in Google from, from the US. No. Right. Okay. So before the MBA, what what were you doing? Before the MBA, I started working in a audit firm in EY, Ersan Young, mm -hmm. and I worked here in two different things. On one side, I started working audit, 
mainly focusing on companies going through financial difficulties. And on the other side, I focus on bankruptcy procedures. So advising companies that were growing through a bankruptcy. No? Mm-hmm. That was uh, three years of my life here in Seville. I decided to move to London after that. And there I spent a couple of years more working in EY, focusing in this time in bigger companies, no? in companies that are in the stock market. That what I what I did before the MBA. Something that I would like to highlight is even when I started to work, I knew I had the feeling, no, or the idea that I wanted to to start my own business. I mean, I I, I planned it from the beginning, no. I planned to to earn a couple of years of experience, and once I felt I were some kind not prepared because you are never prepared, but you have something that you can add, no. Uh, is when I started the MBA, right, with the idea of started my own business. Okay, so you started the MBA with the idea of uh, becoming an entrepreneur later, right? Exactly. At that specific moment on time, I had no no idea of what exactly I wanted to do, but I knew and I did it with the idea that on my way during those two years of MBA, I will find an idea or maybe someone that had a, a, an idea that I could add or, or something like that. Actually, That's one of the reasons I decided to start studying ESE is because they are really strong on entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And at the end, as you can see, I, I think it was a really good idea. No? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, uh, two questions uh, arise. First, why you thought entrepreneurship uh, was good for you? I mean, did you enjoy working at uh, EY or not? And the second question is, why doing an MBA, right? There are several paths you could tried other paths like uh, partnering with someone in the first side i mean you feel it somehow i think you have, you need to prove your assumptions about because you start the mba and you might think that you want to do something and the first part of your your mba at least in my case was to prove that assumption no? so mm-hmm. i had some hints for example where, when i was working in ey i like it more working with small companies where you ha- where you have more You are able to have more impact rather than when I moved, for example, to London. I was working in bigger companies where you are a small part of a huge engine somehow. Mm-hmm. No, so so you you find some hits. Apart from that, I really like. Uh, I, I used to, for example, the fancy, no, or the or the idea with my friends when you are young, no, uh, that you can start a business. No, you like. I used to have a book where I would I I like to develop my my own ideas. So those kind of things give you hints no of that what you want to do you know right. in your your life no then after uh, i mean having said uh, that I mean, what i said no the, the beginning of the mba is to prove that you really that that's the path that you you not you you really like no because sometimes people think that entrepreneurship is creating the the new facebook or something like that no and actually it's, it's not then i apart from that You mentioned that why not doing it directly, no? For example, developing a, um, an idea that I have. So in my case, I had a lot of my experience was mainly basically in the financial service. At that specific moment of time, I didn't have any idea that excited me or any plan. So I knew I need to complement my, first of all, my, my background and my experience, no? On the other side, the MBA helps you a lot when you don't have you know, to network, to discover new new ideas, to discuss people, you you enter in a circle of people that 
that also excited about the idea of developing a business and that push you no even though you may not have an idea push you to to find your own path no mm-hmm. i mean i i understand if you have a, an idea that really excited you and you have a, a thing and, and you are clear about that it might not be the best path for you the mba it was not my case right right so uh what what opportunities you took at ese to develop your entrepreneurship skills for example i would say ese organized a lot of extracurricular events around for example pitches that people from outside the mba will give about their business also fairs where other entrepreneurs explain their their ideas also they organize conferences with successful entrepreneurship so those things i think if you really want to go that way those things are i mean it's something that you have to do no because at the end it will help you to meet people to open your mind to discover new ideas that are already working to discover their no their how their life is because i think this is this is really important it's not just about the i mean many people want to to go for entrepreneurship because it's really cool but you have to understand what are the implications of entrepreneurship and those things helps you somehow to see yourself in that place and arise whether you want to do it or or not no okay and yes it has a lot of resources for entrepreneurship and a lot of events and that's that's key because at the end it's more important what you get in those conferences those meetings rather than the the knowledge that you will acquire during the class that again is is also important right right but so tell me how how you end up getting interest in uh, search funds you heard about it in these uh, conferences actually it was i went later to a conference but the first when the way i met the search fund is was because i had a friend from the us and he knew from the beginning when he started the mba he knew that he wanted to start his his search fund in in the US. Who's your friend? Jean Paul de Starac. He knew from the beginning and he be my no, a close friend. I started to see what he was doing. I started to get excited about the idea to start my search fund here in Spain. And after a while he he explained me more. I I, I was seeing his progress and, and I decided to go for it, no. After that well, I got involved in conference and uh, and in other things that yes organized around that no but the first time that I met it was because of this this phrase no so at the end this helps this somehow range for the idea that being in an MBA you get involved in an atmosphere where you get so many ideas and opportunities from all around your class that is difficult to find in, in another place no right right what what were other ideas you considered during the MBA I consider also starting my own business. I, I discuss a couple of ideas. I never got really excited about any of them, but but well, I, I develop some more than others. And after that, well, I also consider to start working in, in a small, well, in a small in, in a startup to to get involved in those kind of atmosphere. And that was mainly my my ideas, no. I discarded completed working in a multinational. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So that was very clear for you. Okay, so uh, you start getting interest in search funds. What's the business model behind it? So you find the funds after you acquire a company like uh, you did this week. What's the business model? You you run the company later? Uh, exactly. So this is a four-step process. 
right now I'm at the beginning. So during the beginning of the the first stage, you find the investors. They will get involved in, during the, the rest of the process. They put their time and their money to the project. That's the first step. Once you find those investors, the next step, that is the step that I'm going to start now, is that you have you start searching for a company to acquire with that pool of investors, a company that has to have some some requirements in terms of no, this is uh, people that no want to retire for for any reason or or something like that. And then once you acquire the company, the third step is uh, when you start to operate this business, and you in the it's around five or four or five years uh, operating this business and. The particularity about this is that you get uh, you start managing the company, but with the support of those of the investors that sit on the on the board of directors. Mm-hmm. And after four or five years, this model there are many different things that has happened. No? Some people like, for example, I would like to stay in the company for the long term, and others prefer to exit the company or. There are many, many reasons that some others allow to get into another investor. There is no end to this. Right. If you like, you keep it. Uh, if you don't, you change. <laughs> so, exactly. So at the end, the idea for the investor, will, it will be to exit in five or six years. But me, you know, as a manager of the of the project, People decide to, to stay for the long term. They get excited about the company, or they they really like. This is a, actually this is a lot about finding the co- a company that you see yourself managing uh, uh, and with a lot of potential to grow. So it's a excited position to no to study in for five years if we want to continue with the venture. Others decide to exit and get involved in another no in another venture. So I see this one of the easiest way to get into. CEO, like exactly, it's as fast. At the end, this is a way to get the support, no, to support by the investors. Somehow talented MBA, young talented MBA, with somehow lack of experience managing company, but supporting them to manage it, so to cover those those gaps, no. Right, right, very interesting. But uh, how do you go after after companies? Like I imagine the. Founders, uh, they prefer some some types of companies than others, some industries than others. Do you have any filtering about that, or you go exactly? That's part of the plan that you present and prepare with the with the investors at the beginning. You define the parameters that you know of the companies that you would like to find or to acquire. With only uh, there are financial parameters, for example, we are more focused on. Small companies, no PMEs, uh, Spain, small and medium-sized companies that are more focused on the service focus rather than manufacturing or in some niche manufacturing and with potential to growth, that with a history of of growth, um, with a good margin. So you define all of that in the before you get the, to get involved the the investors. Uh-huh. So what what was your industry of preference? Actually, I have. Two industries that I'm, I'm focusing in. This is not a limitation because, I, as you can imagine, I will not limit to those to those industries. But the ones that I will push more for are technology and information and communication and healthcare. Interesting. One, uh, the the first word that took my attention on your profile was uh, solopreneur or solo searcher. 
<laughs> why why, uh, why going solo? It makes sense to get a co-founder co or a partner in this type of activity or not? I think I did it this way because it's the way it happened. But I will say if you have someone, I mean, it's clear that it's a smoother, no? uh, this path you can feel alone. So if you have someone with who you have a, a clear alignment, and you will have, you will feel it will work with him in the long term. You might decide to go with with him. No, it was not my case. I started by myself. I didn't find anyone that was completely aligned with me, so I I, I didn't force it. This is a this and any kind of entrepreneurship is a really long path. Mm -hmm. If you get involved uh, uh, with someone in this in this venture, you have to be really sure about the alignment of interest in the long term. Right, right. Speaking about uh, risk, uh, <laughs> what are the risks and benefits of buying uh, small businesses and, and running them? In general, no. I mean, the, the opportunity is clear. No, At the end, uh, there is a market for small and medium-sized companies with a lack of professionalization or maybe any other reason for which you can create a lot of value from there. No? Mm -hmm. At the end, there is also a, uh, those companies are not still that big to be in the loop of other private equities or or industrial no, uh, mm -hmm. buyers. So the opportunity is that no? you can create a lot of values on that company, you can professionalize it, you can push for growing the, those companies and put it in the loop of those big, big investors. No? The risk, uh, of course, uh, there is a, a risk implicit on that in the fact that it's easier to make growth a, a big company rather than a small company. No? Sometimes a small company do not have, uh, still don't have the base and the, and the growth and the roots to continue growing by itself and the name and the brand and, and all those, those things that allow them to have that protected niche. No? And at the end, this will be generally general. No? Every company is different. So the risk attached to any of them will be unique somehow. But I think this model works really well in the sense that you have to think that in those companies, small companies, the investors that will get involved in those are entrepreneurs. Uh, no, my, my, the list of investors that are in my entrepreneurs, successful entrepreneurs, successful directors, uh, owners of, of business. So putting in the board those guys is a clear no uh, success mm -hmm. thing, no? Right, cool. What's the most difficult part of the process? Finding the investors or finding the company? So I think far? it will be, it's, I would say it's finding the company, actually, because at the end, finding the investor is just the beginning. Mm -hmm. If you are, if you are able to convince, I mean, if you really believe in your model and you have, you push for it, you will not have problem to find the investors. I, I, I would say, no, uh, you depends on, on the how you define the the market. They are buying actually, they are not buying anything. They are buying yourself. So if, if you really prove that you are the right person for that, you will not have no problems raising the 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 money, no. Mm -hmm. Then for the second part. It's actually the, the 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 tough part because there are many companies in the market. You have a limited budget to find those companies, and that means you have a limited time to find them. And each company have a different situation. You have to manage your time. You have to be careful of not spending that time 
in a deal or a conversation that might not go anywhere. Uh, sometimes the sale is, is complex. You might not find the, the kind of company that you like. I think there are a lot of opportunities, but you have to dig a lot to find those. Mm-hmm. How much it took for you to find this this deal? Actually, so at, at this stage, I'm, I just, I'm in the fundraising. I'm signing next week the fundraising. So I will start the second part now. Uh, okay, so you found this week you ended the, the first part? Exactly. So in my case, so I didn't. To know to show you a little bit of how this worked. When I finished the MBA, I started develop the project, the project where you define the you know, everything, how it's going to work, and that. Then after that, in September, in September, mid-September, there was a conference in ESE, and I started to fundraise on that conference. It was the Search Fund conference that they organize every four years. And after that, I finished fundraising until until January, when I. I finished uh, in January no, finding all the investors. And from January to now, what I've been doing is has been preparing all the constitution of the company uh, and the signing uh, agreements uh, around this. Well, interesting. Very interesting. So now is the... <laughs> now is the tough part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the tough part and actually the most beautiful part of... No, the, the, because at the end, this, this is a lot, a lot about being in the street, speaking with people, owners, uh, intermediate brokers, intermediaries. So it's a really exciting part of the business. You end up knowing a lot about different industries, digging into them. So very really exciting. Cool, cool. Looking back, would you do your MBA again? Would you change something about your experience I, there? <laughs> I will. I mean, I, I will do again the MBA for sure. There is no doubt I will do that. I think it's a is one of the best decisions I've taken in my life, and I will not change it. Uh, and of course, I will change things. At the end, the MBA goes so fast that you miss a lot of opportunity to do things and, and so on. No? But I'm really happy about what I did. No? Cool, cool. I, I like to ask this question. Do you have any preferred tool, or is there any tool you use for your type of career? Like, I don't know, SWOT analysis, you use a lot, uh, PCA, other tools. Tools, well, uh, at the end, what I, because of the specificalities of this, no, of this project, what I'm doing tools, well, uh, I use a lot the, the everything that I learned in, in corporate finance uh, uh, because I need to, to analyze those companies, uh, no, value them, analyzing the different parts of the, of the financial. Actually, I would not say I use a, a specific thing because at the end I use, uh, no, I use also the Porter forces to analyze the different, the, the company. So I use a little bit of everything, I will say. To do the due diligence, right? Exactly, to do the due diligence, to understand the, the industry, the companies. Great, great. So uh, do you have, any backup plan if this doesn't go as you expect? Actually, I mean, I don't have a specific backup plan because I trust <laughs> this will work and I will push everything to, to work. But, but of course, if it didn't up working, I, w- I have no doubt I will find my way. And at the end, I will find another project that is setting. Mm-hmm. Well, Manuel, is there anything you'd like to add? I will say just, I think I, did, I said it at the beginning, but I think doing an MBA for me, no, it was, uh, I, I say, no, uh, but the first thing that you have to do is you might, th- about 
understanding no, what you really want to do because sometimes you you think you want to do something but but you have no goals so deep and the MBA gives you time to really think about those things, test yourself, prove that that's what you really want to do and after that you have to keep focus on that. Uh, you might get lost during the, your, your MBA while you see other people doing many different things but if you want to you really want to that you have to keep focus and pushing up to all the way that you that you really want no? right right it seems like uh, the search fund uh, way is one of the less risky ways uh, of going after entrepreneurship right completely agree yes As I, at the end is uh, the binomium between risk and benefit is no, it's lower than the aventure that you start from the beginning no doubt about that Great, great. Okay, Manuel, thank you very much for your time. I, I hope the best for you. And uh, yeah, I hope you, you find a, a good company now. <laughs> thank you very much. Hasta luego. Que tenga buen día. Hasta luego. Thank you for joining for this episode of the MBA Talk podcast, a podcast brought to you by Opness Institute. You can find all notes for this episode as well as subscribe for future episodes at opnes.com slash MBA talk. That's O-P-T-N-E-S-S.com slash MBA talk. And if you are enjoying the show or have any comments, topics, or guest suggestions, I love if you shoot me an email. My name is Andres, and you can write me to talk at opnes.com. With that, thank you and we'll see you in the next episode.